first reading, we hear Cain and what he did, and I believe if we could list top three most infamous characters in the Old Testament, Cain would probably make the list. Um, he's known pretty much entirely for that his, his, the act of murdering his brother Abel. I want to look at two things that jump out at me. Number one, what is it that led to that act? Because it didn't just happen. There were things that led up to that. And then also notice, what is God's response to Cain the entire way through? Because Cain murdered his brother because of the, the response, the, what, what he perceived as his response to God to the offering of Cain and the offering of Abel. And what, what began Cain's downfall was just the very simple fact of not giving his, the, the, the entirety of his heart to the Lord. He held back. Abel gave the first fruits. Cain gave something, but not, not everything. He didn't have that as the number one priority. And it's, it's striking to me that just the simple, the simple act of not giving my entire heart to God begins the spiral that can end in, in, a, in a serious sin. And a lot of times I think if we examine the ways that we mess up and the ways that we sin in our own life, it always be, at least it seems like it always does with me, it always begins with, I hold back from God something in my own heart. I don't give him the first fruits of myself. But if I'm giving God the first place, and everything else seems to flow, my vision is a, a clearer picture of how God perceives it, as opposed to the faulty vision that I can get as I distance myself from the Lord because I'm holding back from him. But notice how God is reacting to, at every step of the way. He Initially, he has the displeasure of, of Cain's offering, then he, he, he gives greater favor to Abel's offering. And notice as Cain, that resentment begins to build in his heart. God says, like, hey, don't, like, he gives him an encouragement. He doesn't condemn him. He says, like, just be careful. Like, you can do this. You can hold up your head. You have the ability. This doesn't have to control you or define you. Cain doesn't take the encouragement. He continues to walk down the other path. And even after Cain murders Abel, God doesn't condemn him to a life of, of, of um, the, to die, basically. Abel's, I mean, Cain says, um, you might as well just kill me, Lord. Like, I can't handle this punishment. And God protect, he gives him a, a mark of protection for the rest of his life, saying God is conti going to continue to be faithful to him no matter what Cain would do in the future. Cain never does something that completely separates him from the Lord. And the last thing that strikes me is that we never hear what happens to Cain. This is the last bit. We have one more verse a couple lines later where we speak about Cain having some children. We never know what happens to Cain. We don't know if he converts. We don't know if he, um, he continues down this path of walking away from the Lord. But I believe that when Scripture doesn't give a, a nice conclusion like that, a lot of times it's intentional. As we see ourselves in Cain, Cain wasn't condemned. Cain's future was, was, was in his hands. And as we place ourselves in the position of Cain, we always have the ability to come back to the Lord. So even in the figure of Cain, we see that encouragement of the possibility of a conversion possibility of again giving my heart to God. So we pray today that we might just do that. It all begins with the total giving of myself to the Lord. May we, may we recommit ourselves to that gift to him today.